0: Welcome to Illinois Family Spotlight, a conversation about issues of the day from a biblical perspective, as well as highlights from interviews, conferences, and events. Here's Monty Larrick.
1: Thanks for making Illinois Family Spotlight part of your day. For those of you unfamiliar with Ryan Bomberger, here's a very condensed version of his story. His biological mother was raped, but through her courage, Ryan was allowed to live. She gave him up for adoption, and he grew up in a loving, multiracial Christian family of 15. Ryan and his wife, Bethany, are the founders of the life-affirming Radiance Foundation. They proudly homeschool their four children, two of whom were adopted. Ryan was in Orland Park as the keynote speaker at the Pro-Life, Pro-Family Coalition Conference.
2: Honestly, I just love how God works out miracles in your life. There's so many times when, this is why Proverbs says, do all things without grumbling and complaining. And we do that not realizing that behind the scenes, God is orchestrating the miracle that's awaiting for you. And so many times, many of us quit just a moment before that miracle happens. And I just thank God that my birth mom did not quit. I thank God that my parents, who um, had to parent 13 children... I had six brothers and six sisters. Anybody from a big family in here? Okay, so you know, six brothers, six sisters. We had one and a half bathrooms. It was was rough. (laughs) I grew up originally in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. If you've ever heard of the Amish, I am not Amish. And I've been asked that seriously. I've been asked, I go to Oregon or Washington State, and they say, Well, are you Amish? I'm like, No, I like my electronics. No. <laughs> now, my grandparents are Mennonite, and that's kind of like Amish light. So, anyway, I'm from Pennsylvania, but my family and I live in Northern Virginia. We're right outside of DC. We love doing the work that God's called us to do. My wife and I started the Radiance Foundation. We started the Reigns Foundation to do three things. We wanted to illuminate, educate, and motivate. We want to illuminate the truth that every human life has God-given purpose, whether you're planned, unplanned, able, disabled, whatever beautiful hue you are, every human life has purpose. Then we wanted to educate people about all these culture-shifting, culture-shaping, culture-killing issues in the context of that God-given purpose. And the last part, we want to motivate people, because what good is our knowledge? What good is our faith if we don't put it into action? Book of James talks about, don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. I mean, if you have a life-saving procedure and somebody's waiting there dying, what good is it if you're not actually acting that out? So we have to put our faith into action. And I love, as a creative professional, I worked in the ad agency world for about 13 to 15 years. My wife worked as a teacher for the same amount of years in both public and private schools. We are just passionate about creating content. If you go to radiance.life, we love creating content to equip Christians to be unafraid to engage in these these conversations so so much of the time Christians are just silent while the world's screaming a lie we don't have the luxury of being silent literally people are dying because we're unwilling to engage we're unwilling to speak and live the truth but i thank god that we started the radiance foundation back in 2009 in fact i was here 10 years ago as you told me 10 years ago since then you know we've had all kinds of Insane things happen, you know, we got sued by the NAACP. That was interesting. I was sued because we, in fact, I'm just gonna, I'll talk about that in a a minute. We were (laughs) featured in a documentary that Planned Parenthood created. I call it a crockumentary. It was a 20 minute long infomercial about how great they are in the black community and how much the black community needs abortion. They called it a vital service. Planned is always trying to pretend that they're the savior of women, they're the savior of the poor, they're the savior of the black community. We already have a savior. He came to give life, not to take it away. So, sorry Planned Parenthood, you're nobody's savior. We have had so many God-sized opportunities, speaking at Harvard, Princeton, University of Notre Dame, speaking on Capitol Hill, helping to educate congressmen and congresswomen's staff on these issues. And all I can say is thank God for all of that. We we address all these issues. You know, sometimes there are hostile environments like Harvard. Sometimes at Wheaton, I don't know if anybody ever heard of Wheaton College. I spoke there three years ago. The problem is we have too many colleges that are teaching students to fear and not to think. Even Christian colleges. My wife and I have this podcast called Life is Purpose where we go deep into all of these issues. I love doing life with my wife. We have to teach our children before a broken world reaches them. You can't wait till 13. The world is targeting our kindergartners, they're targeting our pre-K. They're targeting kids at the youngest of ages with the most toxic ideologies. And as Christians, we're like, well, I don't want to start this too early. You better start. The world doesn't care about your child's soul, and they're not there to pick up the mental and emotional pieces from children's lives who've been indoctrinated by the world. Now, I mentioned getting sued by the NAACP. That was one of the most surreal experiences of my life. I wrote um, an article about this whole experience, but we did a billboard campaign in the San Francisco Bay Area, Oakland, 60 billboards that said Black and Beautiful, TooManyAborted.com, dealt with the hugely disproportionate impact of abortion in the black community, where abortion rates are up to five times higher I don't know if you know, but in New York City, where Planned Parenthood is based, more black babies are aborted than born alive. And they want to call that reproductive justice? It's amazing what we do with our euphemisms. So we were denounced for the billboard campaign by the ACLU, that felt good. We were denounced by Planned Parenthood, that was expected. We were denounced by pro-abortion politicians, okay. But then we were denounced by the NAACP that said the campaign was horribly racist and gave the false impression that Planned Parenthood kills black babies. What false impression? They killed 360 black lives every single day. Wanna talk about systemic racism? Let's start there. So I wrote this article and I grew up revering the NAACP. I have friends and colleagues like Dr. Alveda King and others who are in the NAACP. I encourage people to change it from within. But I wrote an article and I called them out for their radical pro-abortion position. I called them the National Association for the Abortion of Colored People. Let's just say, and this is the National, because I have friends who are presidents of state chapters. So I'm talking about the National. They sued me. They sued the Radiance Foundation over free speech. Well, I just thank God for Alliance Defending Freedom. It's an organization that protects religious liberty and free speech. Two years in federal court, and we won. So you may feel outnumbered, but never forget, it's always the remnant that shifts culture. I mean, Jesus had a small number of men and women courageous enough to speak and live the truth. And we have a culture that's against us in every way possible. I don't encourage younger people. I know it may feel like, well, that's my, that's my parents' job. That, that's an adult's job. No, you can change culture and shift culture right where you're at, even in conversations with a friend in your classrooms. And so I want to just explain to you why I'm so passionate about why I do what I do. And it has to do with my, my own family story. My parents, Henry and Andrea Bomberger, the most incredible people that I've known, next to my wife, of course. People often ask, well, what inspired your parents, what influenced them to adopt? And I would say two things, love and brokenness. My mom had an alcoholic father who was abusive, and she was placed in a children's home for one year's time. She grew up in a trailer park. So while her parents were separating for an entire year, a little five-year-old was placed in children's home. And it was at that time that her heart for adoption began. So we always underestimate little kiddos. We, we underestimate the way that they receive and the way they perceive the world, but yet they're, they're taking stuff in. And at the age of five, her heart was broken because there was another little girl with physical disabilities there who had nobody to visit her. At least my mom had her mom and her dad to visit her separately, but no one, no one came to visit that little girl and that broke a five-year-old's heart. So she remembers getting down on her knees one night in this, this children's home, it was Christ, called Christ's Home in Paradise, getting down on her knees and just saying, Jesus, come into my heart, and God, help me be a mommy to those who don't have one. That's the prayer that she remembers. And she met an amazing man who had the same heart because you're going to adopt 10 children. You should probably be on the same wavelength. You know what I'm saying? See, my mom's alcoholic father needed Jesus, and my mom knew that her whole life. She tried to be Jesus to him. She tried she understood he was broken, that his only way to restoration was, was Christ. She never gave up on him. He was involved with the original five Bombergers, but the moment they talked about adopting me, she knew that his brokenness went even deeper. In fact, he said, he said, if you bring that black child into your home, you're going to ruin your family. Well, isn't it amazing when people tell you something contrary to what God tells you, which one should you listen to? <laughs> Thank God my parents did not listen to the naysayers. My mom didn't listen. To, in fact, it was hard for her because all of her life as a little girl, she wanted a father in her life. But the moment they adopted me, he had nothing to do with our family the rest of our lives. So my mom literally, and I hate when people say literally all the time, but I actually mean literally, lost a father in order to gain a son. So I will say that... Um, They chose well, they chose me. Thank you, mom and dad. (laughs) Speaking of my dad, I am who I am because of my mom. I am who I am because of my dad. The most amazing man I've ever known in my entire life. You know, a lot of us experienced loss during COVID. In fact, I almost lost my life. October 2020, I was hospitalized for eight days with COVID with bilateral blood clots. I'm glad I'm standing here today. My lungs are fully healed and recovered. But I know a lot of us experienced loss in so many different ways. And I lost my father a year from last January. And wow, that was was the most painful experience of my life, to lose my dad. To lose a man who loved Jesus. He was the same man at home as he was outside of the home. He's the reason why I love being a husband. He's the reason why I love being a father, because I saw the way he loved my mom unconditionally. I saw the way that he served others. Color isn't what binds us, love is. Can we get a hold of that? Please. I love, I love that my parents poured so much into us. This is an old article, and I I appreciate the journalist actually understood adoption. And it says here, unwanted children find their wanted. See, there's no such thing as an unwanted child. Some of us may have been unwanted by a biological parent or parents, but we are all wanted by, by someone and we were wanted by Henry and Andrea Bomberger. And we were just all loved like crazy by two parents who had no idea what they were getting into. Just so people know, parents never know what they're getting into. Can I get an amen in here? People think there's some sort of roadmap to parenting. There isn't. I have four children, and my first one did not prepare us for the other three. (laughs) One thing might work for one child and it does not apply to the other kids. And I love diversity. God is a God of diversity, amen? But the world's always trying to pervert every single thing that God has created. One of the most powerful things I learned growing up in a family like this is one of the foundational truths of the Radiance Foundation, and that is this. We are one human race. Can I get an amen in here? We are one human race, and honestly, People say, now apparently it's a racial microaggression to say that. No, it's not. It's biblical truth. Acts 17, 26, from one blood we are all created. And this is not a call to be colorblind, by the way. It's a call to be colorful. God created color, but not for us to separate ourselves by it, but to enjoy and to celebrate each other with it. When you, when you hear that, you know, a child shouldn't grow up unwanted. They're better off dead. No. No matter what the circumstances are, a child is never better off dead, we're better off loved. And I'm saying that too as an adoptive father, two of my four are also adopted. We're gonna constantly face low expectations from the world in our workplace, at church, in our own homes. And we have to decide who we're going to listen to and who is gonna make us stronger.
1: Ryan Bomberger with the Radiance Foundation and his remarks at the Pro-Life, Pro-Family Coalition Conference in Orland Park. Ryan weighs in on Pro-Mom, Pro-Baby Pregnancy Care Centers after this.
0: Everyone knows that it's a human. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stone Street with The Point. Responding to the leaked draft of Justice Alito's opinion in the Dobbs case, President Biden said, the idea that we're gonna make a judgment that's going to say that no one can make the judgment to choose to abort a child goes way overboard. Well, it was hard to follow, but here's the point. The president said abortion kills a child, not a clump of cells, not a fetus, not a potential human. A child. This is more than a Biden gaffe. He's acknowledging what even honest pro abortion folks admit that the pre-born is a human being, a child. Princeton bioethicist Peter Singer has long held that position while arguing for abortion rights and even infanticide. Now, most others don't go that far, but they still argue that the good of the mother outweighs the child's right to life. And yet, Many still think that the preborn child is a clump of cells. We can show them differently. Babies in the womb develop fingerprints, suck their thumbs, have food preference, recognize their mom's voice, feel pain. The fact that abortion kills a child is something we can no longer not know. Heck, just quote the president. For the Colson Center, I'm John Stonestreet with The Point.
1: Thanks for joining Illinois Family Spotlight. During this edition, We're featuring remarks made by Ryan Bomberger at the Pro-Life, Pro-Family Coalition Conference in Orland Park. Mr. Bomberger and his wife, Bethany, are the founders of the Radiance Foundation, Radiance.life.
2: Can we just give a hand for pregnancy centers? Because they are there to, they are the rescue. They're the Underground Railroad of today, I'm going to tell you that right now. So many of us don't even know about preg- the work of pregnancy centers—the transformative, loving, non-judgmental work of the pregnancy centers. We've worked with hundreds of them through the Radiance Foundation over the years, and I just thank you, thank you for that beautiful sacrifice. My mom being one of them, my birth mom. And People ask, "Well, have you ever met her?" No. I know sometimes people get a talk show sort of mentality in your head, like if you're adopted, you're you're incomplete. You can't live the rest of your life not knowing where you're from. Mm, that's, not, that's not really true. For some adoptees, they want that. All I want is just to thank her. That's all I want. I, I have a mom and dad. I love them like crazy while well, I had my father. But I want her to know how grateful I am, how courageous she was. All these things that I've been able to co- become in my life because of the grace of God, all because of her singular decision. that's the thing. We we often don't think about one decision, and how will that impact the future? Her singular decision will have reverberations for generations. God's grace, because of a woman's courage. So if I never meet her face-to-face, I did search for her, but the search came up without a response. But if I ever do meet her face-to-face, I will be ugly crying. I don't know how many men admit you ugly cry, but I will be ugly crying in that moment. It's interesting when you hear the word planned. I mean, humans can plan things all the time. It doesn't matter, because God divinely plans all things. And he redeems all things. He specializes in enabling triumph to rise from tragedy all the time. I'm literally the 1% that's used 100% of the time to justify abortion. But let me tell you, the circumstances of our conception never change the condition of our worth, Amen? Amen. I mean, how many in here control the circumstances of your conception? Anybody? <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> None of us do, and yet some of us pretend that we can be arbiters of human value because of those those situations. Adoption least purpose in my life, and I think of the antithesis to that, and is how planned parenthood crushes purpose every single day. In fact, this is what they have to say about adoption: they say that the psychological responses to abortion are far less serious than those experienced by women bringing their unwanted pregnancy to term and relinquishing the child for adoption. Well, if you're demonizing one of the only two alternatives to the violence of abortion, are you really pro-choice? Again, what we do with euphemisms. See, Planned Parenthood understood years ago, this is a brochure from the late 30s, they understood what abortion was. They seem to have forgotten. But in this brochure, it's about birth control, and they're they're asking this in this middle panel, well, is this birth control? Is it an abortion? And they say, no, it's not. But they say abortion kills life after it has begun. They knew that back in 1938. They forgot in 2022. But this is what happens when your business model changes. And who do they target the most? Well, this tweet should tell you who they target the most. This is from Planned Parenthood. If you're a black woman in America, it's statistically safer to have an abortion than to carry a pregnancy to term or to give birth. So you're much better off aborting your child. This is junk science, but this is what happens. (laughs) This is what happens when you embrace a lie. This is what happens when you don't see the value of every human life. The abortionist doesn't care about women. They care about getting paid. Planned Parenthood is a $2.3 billion organization. They call women birthing people, pregnant people, and because they're young children here, I can't even use some of the other terms, it's insane. They care more about abortion than about the precious life of a woman, black, white, or any beautiful hue in between. And so that's why I love when I pull my kids into some of our projects, that some of my kids sing, some of my kids speak, and they love to get involved. So I love highlighting what we call fake feminism. They are fake feminism, and we need to understand that. They keep saying, well, abortion's only 3% of our services. How many of you heard that lie? It doesn't matter if it's .00003% of their services. They are still offering death when they could be offering life. And so people will say, well, they do all these other wonderful things. Well, no amount of... Seeming beneficence makes up for the fact that you're killing innocent human lives. In fact, what we did is we, because mainstream media doesn't ever do this, they, they, they do what they call fact checks, but we did a fact check. Every major medical service to women has been plummeting for over 10 years. You know, breast exams down 64%, pap tests down 65%, prenatal care down 73%. It barely even exists. Prenatal care is 0.1% at Planned Parenthood. So if you don't choose abortion, what are they offering if you're choosing life? Virtually nothing. And the thing is, as a father of four, I love that pregnancy centers understand this, there are three lives involved. There's the mother, there's the father, and the child, born and unborn. I don't care how much society tries to redefine things, dads always matter. Can I get an amen in here? More than ever, and this is the thing. Philippians 4.13 says what? I can do some things through Christ. All things through Christ. All things. Whether you're a man or woman, we can get through tough things all the time, especially when there is a loving system of support. And that loving system of support, by the way, is called the body of Christ. Just in case you didn't know, that's you. That's you. That's you. That's us. Oh, you can't have a child if you're The single mom, you can't have a child grow up in poverty. It's too hard. Greatness has arisen out of poverty all the time. Adversity makes us better human beings, by the way. As Christians, we are to, you know, Proverbs 31, 8 through 9, says, be a voice for the voiceless, ensure justice for those being crushed, ensure justice for the poor and the oppressed. Yes, we still fight for that but there's always going to be adversity. You don't eliminate the sufferer, you try to eliminate the suffering. And this is what we need to be doing. We need to understand that even our, I mean, our enemy is not people, our enemy is the devil, who's always come to steal, kill, and destroy. My siblings and I were not better off dead. We were better off alive, and I think my wife is really glad that I'm alive. My kids wouldn't exist. Adoption changes the family, it changes the community, and sometimes it changes the world. The founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, changed the world. Adoption changed his. And I love in his biography, he wanted to go see his birth mom and tell her, thank you that I didn't end up as an abortion. Man, what happens when you take one life out of that picture? It changes everything. Our achievements and our accomplishments won't give us worth. We have equal and irrevocable worth, why? Not because of what we do, but because of who we are. We are created in God's image, fearfully and wonderfully, and no one can take away that, that worth. And I wanna end with this story about my wife and being stronger because when we talk about the issue of abortion, talk about single mamas, my wife was a single mama for almost two years. Finds herself pregnant in her late 20s after she walked away from an abusive relationship changed everything. She went to the ultrasound by herself because the biological father wanted the baby aborted. And she remembers on Valentine's Day seeing the ultrasound, that little heart beating. See, that's why the world doesn't want you to see the ultrasound. They don't want you to see the truth. She was never abortion-minded, but it was terrifying. In her late 20s, she felt all kinds of shame, but when she saw that ultrasound, she just felt like God wrapped his heart around hers and around her baby's heart. She went home to her journal which she would journal all the time and in the margin there's a verse said psalm 34 5 which says i sought the lord and he relieved all my fears those who look to him are radiant they are never covered with shame which is why she named that baby girl radiance which is the reason
1: for the name of our organization the radiance foundation ryan bomberger with the radiance foundation radiance.life thanks to the pro-life pro-family coalition for allowing us to record his remarks before you vote make sure you order copies of the illinois family institute's nonpartisan voter guide click voter resources at illinoisfamily.org please support the work of the illinois family institute all donations are tax deductible and tell your family and friends about illinois family spotlight until next time stay healthy stay active and God bless.
0: For more information about Illinois Family Spotlight, visit ifiaction.org. And to email questions and comments, do so at feedback@ifiaction.org. at